0: Good evening and welcome back to the Living Every Now podcast. My name is Jake. And my name is Will. And today we're going to talk about this technique I I learned about called the gravestone technique. And to surmise, it basically is a principle that, or a mental exercise that you can do, something you can write out on paper, where you imagine if you died today, what might people say about you on, or, or as you died? Um, and specifically like you can, it it says to target like what might be written on your gravestone. But the point of it is, is to, is to really ask that question. What might people say about you when you die? What do you want people to say about you when you die? Or what do you want written on your gravestone? And then what are the discrepancies between those things? Why is there a difference if there is a difference? And you know, this is how you change. This is an opportunity to change the way you're thinking because, or now you can see that you know your current set of actions isn't in line with what you want people to say about you when you die and i don't know if everybody subscribes to or <laughs> i guess suffers from um the hero motif where they feel like they have to have you know the most grand things said about them when they die that's not true it's just it's just sort of imagining if i died today what might they say about me and what's different from what I want them to say about me okay have you done this exercise yeah I did it I did it over the last couple of weeks I didn't I started it uh, two weeks ago and then I didn't finish it and then I got back to it this morning actually and finished it up this morning and I found it really helpful to Imagine, in particular, what I want people to say about me, because I think those are good refreshers for what you like, what kind of action set you really should have in your day to day life. Because really, my life could be taken in any moment, and I want what I want to be said about me and what people might actually say about me to be in and as close to an alignment as possible. Okay. Yeah. What do you want people to say about you when you are dead, Jake? (laughs) <laughs> also, do people ever choose their own gravestone? Like, I don't think engravings? so. I don't think so. I know like back in the old days, people used to like pick their own and it was like a big deal. That's funny. Like, cause intellectual people would like have their most potent like phrase, like philosophers okay. and everything. Okay. There's one famous mathematician who has a really famous gravestone that says we can know, we must know. And All of his theories got disproven after he died. So yeah, and that's why we don't say something like that. Um, Said you rely on other people to say this that stuff for you, (laughs) so you don't look like an idiot. (laughs) Right, right. No, I. So on the gravestone, explicitly, I want I want to I wanted to say something to the avail of, and I I want my actions to get somebody there, but you know, here lies. A person who loved, created, um, pursued, and treated like all people with all his heart. I think I think that's what I got to. I ha- I wrote it down. It was it was more poignant than what I just said, but okay, something to that avail. And I think I included the word mother- motherfucker because I felt like that's a really nice word to include on my gravestone. Just you know, just to set the tone as people walk by in the graveyard. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and you have to live your life in such a way that other people say motherfucker on your gravestone. Exactly. Got it. So, moms. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm well, kidding. this is cheating because you're telling everyone what you wanted to say. Right, now, right, right, so. right, right. Exactly. So, it's a little bit of an expose to kind of dissect what I said because it's not really fair. However, if... I, I It basically boiled down to me was there's not... I you know,'m I'm, I'm happy that I've been in alignment with this, but I, what I got from the um, technique or the Greystone technique in general, the practice of of asking myself these questions was that I'm actually in qu- quite in alignment with what I want. I, I think what I want, though, you know, like the things like you know he was a legend, that kind of stuff, or he was, you know, one of the greatest performers ever. Those things just can't happen yet. And there's sort of all the things that I can am in control of and and um, can be doing right the second I'm doing. And I think like if I were to die a day, for example, I think people close to me would say that I cared a lot about my friends, for example, and I tried really hard and I was super thoughtful and uh, they wouldn't say I was humble but that I'm working on that one. That was one of the ones that was out of the alignment. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, it was it was an interesting process for sure. And I just I kind of want to share with it because there's there's lots of ways to go about figuring out what we want to do with our lives. And I wanted to sort of piggyback off of your vision episode last episode, where where you know we have habits and we have systems and we have all all these things like goals. But what are they for? You know what what is the vision here? Um, Gravestone technique for me is a really good tool to get to that vision. And it's basically just another way to get there where, you know, if you can't figure out what you want to do with your life, maybe it's important that you do a technique like this because it might steer you in the right direction. Do you think about this as just a tool for doing stuff now or do you actually care what people think about you when you're dead? Do you care about legacy and stuff like that? Right, and it's it's this I, you're touching on something that was kind of hard for me in the first place because I I don't necessarily care about what people think. I think genuinely, but when I'm when I'm writing this, I'm thinking of my loved ones, and I think I do care that they say these things. I want to make them feel like it's effortless to say these things. Like I want to make my friends feel like it's effortless to, that I went, that I was thoughtful about our relationship. I was, I was mindful of their feelings and and things like that, you know? And I want, uh, I want my friends and family to be inspired by me. And I want to, I want you to say like, Oh yeah. You know, if I died, Jacob was really inspiring. Um, that was, That's, you know, that's something that I can control now, but, you know, like, I I don't really care outside that circle at all. I think that your point about audience is really cool because there's only a certain number of people who are ever going to know you personally. Right. And when you're answering this gravestone question, it forces you to think who is writing this. Right. And. If you become famous or whatever, you're not going to be remembered throughout history as, like, a kind person. Right. Because like, people aren't going to know you like that. You're going to be remembered as Jacob's Blue, the musician, or whatever. Right, right, right. So there's two ways to go about this. Like, thinking about what your family's going to say about you and then what everyone else who doesn't know you is going to say about you. I think I definitely grouped in sort of the more macro approach for what I wanted people to say about me too, like the legend stuff and stuff like that. But like, you know, most importantly, it definitely applies to my friends and family. Mm-hmm. And really that's just family. So my loved ones, my community, mm-hmm. th- those people matter so much to me. And th- and that's an important distinction too. Uh, you know, who are you answering this for? Like who who is writing these questions? Who who do you cater to in your life? Right? Right. I'm making it very clear that I cater to my family. I've catered to my friends, my family. They're the same thing to me. So, you know, I think it's 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 as much as it is a vision planning tool, it's a um, sort of self-analysis of what your priorities are and what your pillars are. It's kind of hard too because in order for you to write that and then evaluate it to your current self and say, like, where am I deficient? you have to have a level of self-awareness that I don't know if I personally have all the time, like saying everyone says that they're humble. Like it takes a lot of self-awareness to say, I'm not humble. (laughs) A lot of people are not humble, but don't know they're not humble. Right. Uh, And same with a lot of the traits people write on like tombstones. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's a really good sort of part of this technique in the first place is, is that you kind of have to look through the looking glass and like, I I guess self-assess yourself again, Mm -hmm. you know, like a lot of the things we talk about on this podcast are related to self assessment. And ultimately I think the more you do it, the more you may get better at it. I think that there's some nuance there, especially because, you know, if you never practice mindfulness, for example, you're not probably not going to get better despite you doing all these techniques, um, at self-awareness that is, Mm -hmm. um, but, but yeah, I don't know. It's it, it, it's a good technique at the end of the day. Have you ever done something like this? I've never, I'd never f- done that, actually. Um, never for when I'm dead. I've done s- like a few journaling techniques or whatever where you imagine you're on your deathbed and you think back on what you regret. So kind of like the opposite, okay. you, you pick out. Things in your life that you're doing now, which m- you might regret later mm-hmm. and come at it from the other way, but never, never the dead part. I try not to imagine the fact that I <laughs> want, might want die one day. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. It is, it is a little bit uncomfortable for sure. I, I found it kind of uncomfortable to identify with what people might say about me right now if I died. I found it much easier to say what I wanted people to say yeah. about me d- when I was dying, uh-huh. I just found it, I was like, I don't know what they're going to say, you know? (laughs) Like, I hope they say nice things, but they could say anything, you know? I mean, everyone's going to say nice stuff when you're dead, so it doesn't really matter. (laughs) No one's going to go to your funeral and say, oh, he's a shit dude. I don't know. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's interesting to do this task with yourself because Mm -hmm. I, and when I said I was in a good alignment too, it's, I kind of noted that when I was writing about it was I either am, completely unself-aware or I'm in alignment those those are the mm. two options how do you know the difference i I don't necessarily know honestly I think I'm I think I'm talking about like I gave myself a few gut punches I think that's that's how I knew that I was but I don't know if I got all of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's hard to know I guess the more you think about it I, I, essentially this question is asking what are the things you care about being good at do you care about being good at being kind, being right. good at being a brother or a you know, right. sibling, stuff like that. Those are friend. all things, yeah. So the the stuff you write on your gravestone is just gonna be what are the things that I care about? And the more you think about that, the more you can spot it in other people, and the more you spot it in other people, the more you can spot it or not spot it in yourself. So it's just practice, I think. And yeah, you know, you could become more self aware lots of ways. That's that's the reason I like even introducing something like this where it didn't have a huge impact on me because I kind of, like I was saying, am in alignment in a lot of ways. But I want to keep introducing different techniques like this because I feel like just the practice of self-awareness, just the practice of asking myself what might people say about me right now if I died, that I think that does a lot of good for me um, as far as a checks and balances of my life type thing, you know. We talk about our pillars all the time, or or maybe we should talk about them more. Or we talk about the things we care about more, um, or we should be talking about them more. And these these kind of exercises are just ways to check yourself if you're on if you're on pace for that kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah. Do you know the story of the guy who the Nobel Prize is named after? No. So I'm gonna get this completely wrong, but it's something along the lines of he was the guy who invented. Uh, dynamite. Okay. And um, his brother died. And in the newspaper, the reporters thought that he had died. And he read his own obituary in the newspaper. And it didn't say anything good. It said, like, the dude who invented dynamite, which has killed this many people, um, is dead now. Like, you know, thank God he can't invent anything else bad. And he wow. totally had to reevaluate his entire life. And I guess started... Like a fund to help humanity become better and like evolve past problems, and he invented like the Nobel Peace Prize. How about that? Yeah, it's so interesting. Yeah. So I, I it is <laughs> interesting to think what would people say about you if you died right now. You can't really ever know. What do you? Yeah. What do you think they would say about you? I don't know. He's a he was a dude. <laughs> Come Early on. No idea. Come on. I yeah. There, I mean, there's not much to say about anyone like. Unless you've done something especially remarkable in your life, people are just going to say nice things. Like, oh, he was, a, he was a good dude. So sad. I guess I guess another thing I'm doing with this exercise too. I guess another thing. That was our dryer, sorry. That was our roommate. <laughs> he's, he's a real dick. Um, I guess another thing I'm doing with the exercise too though is kind of pretending like people aren't nice. And pretending like people are just blank slates of, of objective assessment. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not kind of factoring like social dynamics or or anything when, you know, the pressure of sitting on a mic in front of a couple of people, hopefully more than a couple of people at my funeral, I'm just trying to be humble, <laughs> I'm just trying to work on it. Um, um, that pressure though, to say something nice is non-existent, right? Okay. In my in wh- when I'm doing this exercise so I'm imagining people are saying it exactly how it is like there's that's the point of the exercise for me not that they'll just say nice things for example huh so I'm imagining people would say for example now uh, Jacob could have been more disciplined. <laughs> um, like I don't know. It's so hard to imagine people people saying that. Yeah, I don't think it's really about them actually saying it though. It's about where what do I align with right now, and what do I want to align with. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I totally get that part. Right. Oh. So like, it's less about the fact that people are uttering these words. You know, it's yeah. it's more about, you know, who am I right now, at, mm-hmm. if I died, and that's the rest of my story. Yeah. So maybe it's harder to think about it from the perspective of other people are saying you know it, this that part is awkward honestly maybe we should come up with a different great stone care yeah if technique. you died right now what are the things you're gonna regret being bad at or what are the things you wish you had done differently uh yeah. with your life to be a better person i guess yeah well, like what are all the things you want to do with your life and then what are mm-hmm. the things that are stopping you from doing that now yeah I bet people who have near-death experiences, you know, probably get a little taste of this. I was just talking about this today, actually. I, In high school, I, I almost got in a wreck. Well, I did get in a wreck. I didn't hurt anybody, though. I was very lucky. And I didn't hurt myself. I was very lucky. But I fell asleep at the wheel right before school, on the way to school. I hadn't slept in, like, five days. and Partying too hard. <laughs> no, I was at DECA. <laughs> <laughs> Partying too hard. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, actually. Um, anyway, I had to be at school for this NHS thing really early in the morning. And I got back from the DECA trip at 2 a.m. and school was at 7. So I, and I, you know, obviously had to sleep. And the five days prior to that, I hadn't slept more than probably four hours a night. That was probably my average sleep. So that night, I slept probably three hours, severely sleep deprived, I would say. And then I'm like, okay, let me, you know, just blast. He turned on the windows, blast Drake. I'll be good. I'm going to make it to school. School, by the way, at the time was only, was five miles away? Yeah, it was close. It was very close. So I, th- I thought I had it. Now I take this shit serious as fuck. Like, I would never drive if I'm tired. Anyway, fell asleep at the wheel right in front of the school in a Chevy Silverado. I... Uh, it kind of fell. My hand fell over the wheel, and I swerved all the way through. I was on the right side of the lane, or right side of the road. is two lane uh, road, and I swerved over the next lane and into that oncoming sidewalk, and hit three mailboxes. Ran through three mailboxes, and then swerved back. I woke up on the third mailbox. I was like <laughs> boom, 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 and then I swerved back into the um, r- sp- the lane I'm supposed to be in. Now I missed, apparently I missed a F-150 by five feet and I missed an oak tree by four feet. And I wasn't, I wasn't going particularly fast to be completely fair. I was probably going 25 miles an hour, but it's, you know, it could have gone so bad. It could have gone so bad. I could, I could have been in, I could have killed somebody. I could have killed myself. You know, there's, there's a million different things that, could have happened that didn't happen. And it gave me a sense of reflection that I, you know, ha you know, I, I already have a lot of urgency, but it gave me even more urgency. And I, I feel like honestly, even despite that happening to me, it's easy to become complacent again and unless you keep kind of that mindset in yourself and and have honestly, I think the best trigger is in another event like that. Not that I wanna die, but those events just shock you into action. Mm -hmm. It feels like, did, did they have things like that? Um, in like any, um, of your previous background that you know of or that you can mention? Not off the top of my mind. Just like mechanisms like that to. No, not that I can think of. I don't know. What do you think? the impact of a near-death experience like that has on your health. Like I I bet if you're really sick, you know, if you narrowly survive some medical accident or something, you know, you're going to want to get in shape. So I, I guess anything that makes you imagine your own mortality is probably pretty good for you. Right. I'm wondering how I can create instances like that in my life without having to almost die. You got to get a giant tattoo that says Memento Mori up, up your leg or something. I want a Memento Mori tattoo. Get one? Was that cl- was that a cliche joke or am I being basic right now? They are kind of basic. Okay. It's like a it's like a bumper sticker kind of tattoo. Okay. Well, you know, with a skull or something that says Memento Mori. It was just going to be my Mac Miller tribute. MM is that why? Mac Miller, Memento no, Mori? He, no, no, because he writes it on the last video he he put out. Oh, damn. He writes it on the gravestone. Like, he's in, he's buried in a box, Kill Bill style, and punches his way out, Kill Bill style. But before he punches it, he has a knife, and he cars in a circle, Memento Mori, and then dies fucking weeks later. Mm, that Nuts. sucks. Nuts. Nuts. That was so eerie. That was so eerie. When you die, do you actually want to get put in the ground with a gravestone? No, fuck no. I want to be fucking melted on a pyre. Okay. Do you still want a tombstone though? No. Okay. No, this actually, this whole technique is bullshit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> what do you want people to write on your pyre when you die? <laughs> no, yeah. it's it, it, Again, it's it's really just about identifying mm-hmm. where you are now and what's, what's left to do. And I, I think more critically... The things that I was most in alignment with were my core values. The ways I treat people, the, the, my thirst for knowledge. Those are things I wanted to embody. I think I want to be more mindful. I think I want to be more humble. And by mindful, I mean mindfulness. I want to be more present in my own head. Mm -hmm. I think that I was kind of describing happiness a couple episodes with you ago. I think it was either last episode or the episode prior, but how I don't think there's much more happy for me to achieve. But I do think if I can dig deeper in my mind, I will be probably happier Mm -hmm. if there's any happiness left to squeeze out of the proverbial orange. Hopefully there is. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, But yeah, I think I, I I don't think it's, I don't think it's that it's not intense. It's, It's very straightforward technique. The way you do it is, yeah, you sit down with a piece of paper and you say, okay, what, do I want people to write on my gravestone? What do you want people to tweet about you when you're dead? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, RIP. <laughs> um, what do I want people to say when I die? And what would they say now? And what's the difference? And then make a plan to work work towards the difference. Why is it different? Make a plan and uh, make sure that you die when you do die because you could go at any time. Make sure when you die, you've, you've embodied the things that you really cared about. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Cool. Yeah. I like it a lot. Thanks, man. I'm cool, Rat. Yeah? I thought it was good. Cool. Well, where can they find us? We are on the internet at livingeverynow.com. Twitter and Instagram are at livingeverynow. We have a Discord server, which is in the link in the description, uh, where we hang out and talk about stuff. Come join us. Amen. Bye.